Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. I'm Ed Peters. We continue today in Romans chapter 1, moving on to verses 2, 3, and 4. These verses continue Paul's greeting to the church in Rome. We looked at the opening verse of this chapter on our previous study where Paul states that he is a slave of Jesus Christ set apart for the gospel of God. Now we come to verses 2, 3, and 4, and Paul continues as follows. This good news was promised long ago by God's prophets in the Old Testament. It is the good news about his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who came as a human baby, born into King David's royal family line, and being raised from the dead, he was proved to be the mighty son of God with the holy nature of God himself.
We see that the gospel is not new. It was promised by his prophets all the way through the Old Testament. The message is that God loves man and that God presents a way of saving man. Paul also tells us that the gospel is all about Jesus Christ and what he has done. Then Paul states that Christ is declared to be the Son of God by his resurrection from the dead. The resurrection proves everything. It is resurrection that sets him forth as the Son of God. His resurrection also ensures that he will return to this earth as the King of kings and Lord of lords. He will put down sin and reign in righteousness on this earth. Now, here with today's study is Pastor Henry Harder. Of crucial importance to the Christian faith is the gospel. What is the gospel? In one way or another, that question surfaces many times in this book. I was once in a meeting where this question was asked, and the first two answers given by two individuals were disturbing, to say the least. These Christians were not clear on the nature of the gospel. What is it? What is its origin? But what is its center? Paul begins his book to the Romans by writing about the gospel. That's fundamental to the Christian faith. The English word gospel is made up of two words, good and spell. Spell in Old English meant tidings. So gospel means good tidings or good news. As I mentioned yesterday, the Greek word Paul uses is the word euangelion, related to our word evangel. Euangelion means a good message. The translators of the English Bible chose to use the word gospel, good tidings. Paul writes to the Romans that he was set apart for the gospel. Now, what does he say about it? He writes in verse 2 of Romans 1 that the gospel was promised beforehand through God's prophets in the Holy Scriptures. That's the first thing he writes about the gospel. The gospel was promised by God in what we call the Old Testament. It was not just a prophecy. That is, it was not just announced ahead of time, but it was a promise. A promise is more than a prophecy. A promise commits Almighty God to make good his word. God always keeps his promise. Paul doesn't say where nor which prophet recorded God's promise, but Philip, when he gave the Ethiopian eunuch the gospel, went to Isaiah 53, 7 and 8. So that is one place where God, through a prophet, promised the gospel. There this prophet, Isaiah, predicts the death of a person for the sins of the people. Jesus fulfilled that promise. God kept his word. He did as he promised. 
Please notice that this phrase that God promised the gospel in the Old Testament means that he didn't invent it to cover up for the fact that Israel rejected Jesus. The death of Jesus was not plan B. God has no plan B, only plan A. This phrase also says that Paul didn't invent the gospel. It was already promised by God through the prophets long before Paul came along. God invented it to save his people from their sins. Now, if the gospel was promised in the Old Testament, and that promise wasn't fulfilled until Jesus came and died, what about the people living back then? How were they saved? Wasn't the gospel for them? The answer is that the gospel was effective also for those who received it in promise form. The Old Testament, or as Paul calls it, the Holy Scriptures, contained the gospel just as surely as the New Testament. But in the Old Testament, it was in promise form. The people in the Old Testament were saved by believing the promise, the promise of a coming Savior. Even Abraham saw my day, Jesus said. In fact, from the time of God's sacrifice of an animal for the clothing of Adam and Eve on, the knowledge of a coming being who would cover man's sin was known. Now note another thing Paul writes here to these Romans about the gospel. He writes that the center, the focal point of the gospel is Jesus Christ. He is the subject matter of the gospel. This good news concerns the Son of God identified here as Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let's not adulterate the gospel with other things. Let's not mix into the gospel other elements that may be good but aren't a part of the gospel. I find there is a great deal of confusion on this question, so I'm glad Paul begins here. The gospel was promised long ago and the gospel center or focus is the Son of God, Jesus Christ the Lord, the Messiah of the Old Testament. Now there are a few more things about Jesus Christ that Paul lists here that are crucial. Jesus was genuinely human. He was of the seed of David. At the same time, he was also the Son of God, or God himself. Paul clearly attributes deity to Jesus. Both deity and humanity dwelt in one person, Jesus, human, Christ the Lord, God. It is crucial to a full understanding and appreciation of the gospel that we accept Jesus as fully God and truly man. He was, therefore, the only one who could bring God and man together. With one hand, he touches God because he is God, and with the other, he touches man because he is man, and he can draw the two together. That's really the good news, the gospel. That's what was promised, and that's what came to pass. Believe it. Trust Jesus Christ. God came to this planet in him.
What's New is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA.